So inshallah before we begin our next lesson we will listen to the recitation of the verses Lesson number 79 Suratul An'am ayah number 20 to 39 Listen attentively how your eyes on the text fingers where following along ears where listening attentively and heart where should your heart and mind be present alert awake الذين اتيناهم الكتاب يعرفونه كما يعرفون ابناءهم الذين خسروا انفسهم فهم لا يؤمنون ومن اظلم من من افترى على الله كذبا او كذب باياته إِنَّهُ لَا يُفْلِحُ الظَّالِمُونَ وَيَوْمَ نَحْشُرُهُمْ جَمِيعًا ثُمَّ نَقُولُ لِلَّذِينَ أَشْرَكُوا ثُمَّ نَقُولُ لِلَّذِينَ أَشْرَكُوا أَيْنَ شُرَكَاؤُكُمُ الَّذِينَ كُنْتُمْ تَزْعُمُونَ ثُمَّ لَمْ تَكُنْ فِتْنَتُهُمْ إِلَّا أَنْ قَالُوا وَاللَّهِ رَبِّنَا مَا كُنَّا مُشْرِكِينَ انظُرْ كَيْفَ كَذَبُوا عَلَىٰ أَنفُسِهِمْ وَضَلَّ عَنْهُمْ مَا كَانُوا يَفْتَرُونَ وَمِنْهُمْ مَنْ يَسْتَمِعُ إِلَيْكَ وَجَعَلْنَا عَلَى قُلُوبِهِمْ أَكِنَّةً أَنْ يَفْقَهُوهُ وَفِي آذَانِهِمْ وَقَرًا وَإِنْ يَرَوْا كُلَّ آيَةٍ لَا يُؤْمِنُوا بِهَا إذا جاءوك يجادلونك يقول الذين كفروا يقول الذين كفروا إن هذا إلا أساطير الأولين وهم ينهون عنه وينأون عنه وَإِيُّهْلِكُونَ إِلَّا أَنفُسَهُمْ وَمَا يَشْعُرُونَ وَلَوْ تَرَى إِذْ وُقِفُوا عَلَى النَّارِ فَقَالُوا فَقَالُوا يَا لَيْتَنَا نُرَدُّ وَلَا نُكَذِّبَ بِآيَاتِ رَبِّنَا وَنَكُونَ مِنَ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ بَلْ بَدَا لَهُمْ مَا كَانُوا يُخْفُونَ مِنْ قَبْلِ وَلَوْ رُدُّوا لَعَادُوا لِمَا نُهُوا عَنْهُ وَإِنَّهُمْ لَكَاذِبُونَ وَقَالُوا إِنْ هِيَ إِلَّا حَيَاتُنَا الدُّنْيَا وَمَا نَحْنُ بِمَبْعُوثِينَ وَلَوْ تَرَى إِذْ وُقِفُوا عَلَى رَبِّهِمْ 
قال اليس هذا بالحق قالوا بلى وربنا قال فذوقوا العذاب بما كنتم تكفرون قد خسر الذين كذبوا بلقاء الله حتى اذا جاءتهم الساعه بغته قالوا يا حسرتنا قالوا يا حسرتنا على ما فرطنا فيها وهم يحملون اوزارهم على ظهورهم الا ساء ما يزرون وما الحياه الدنيا الا لعب وله وللدار الاخره خير للذين يتقون افلا تعقلون قد نعلم انه ليحزنك الذي يقولون فانهم لا يكذبونك ولكن الظالمين بايات الله يجحدون ولقد كذبت رسل من قبلك فصبروا على ما كذبوا واوذوا حتى اتاهم نصرنا ولا مبدل لكلمات الله وَلَقَدْ جَاءَكَ مِنْ نَبَئِ الْمُرْسَلِينَ وَإِنْ كَانَ كَبُرَ عَلَيْكَ إِعْرَاضُهُمْ فَإِنِ اسْتَطَعْتَ أَنْ تَبْتَغِيَ نَفَقًا فِي الْأَرْضِ أَوْ سُلَّمًا فِي السَّمَاءِ فَتَأْتِيَهُمْ بِآيَةٍ وَلَوْ شَاءَ اللَّهُ لَجَمَعَهُمْ عَلَى الْهُدَى فَلَا تَكُونَنَّ مِنَ الْجَاهِلِينَ إِنَّمَا يَسْتَجِيبُ الَّذِينَ يَسْمَعُونَ وَالْمَوْتَى يَبْعَثُهُمُ اللَّهُ ثُمَّ إِلَيْهِ يُرْجَعُونَ وَقَالُوا لَوْلَا نُزِّلَ عَلَيْهِ آيَةٌ مِّن رَّبِّهِ قُلْ إِنَّ اللَّهَ قَادِرٌ عَلَىٰ أَن يُنَزِّلَ آيَةً وَلَكِن أَكْثَرُهُمْ لَا يَعْلَمُونَ وَمَا مِن دَابَّةٍ فِي الْأَرْضِ وَلَا طَائِرٍ يَطِيرُ بِجَنَاحَيْهِ إِلَّا إِلَّا أُمَمٌ أَمْثَالُكُمْ ما فرطنا في الكتاب من شيء ثم الى ربهم يحشرون 
وَالَّذِينَ كَذَّبُوا بِآيَاتِنَا صُمٌّ وَبُكْمٌ فِي الظُّلُمَاتِ مَن يَشَأِ اللَّهُ يُضْلِلْهُ وَمَن يَشَأْ يَجْعَلْهُ عَلَى صِرَاطٍ مُسْتَقِيمٍ الَّذِينَ آتَيْنَاهُمُ الْكِتَابَ الذين those people آتَيْنَاهُمْ we gave them الكتاب the book يَعْرِفُونَهُ they recognize him كَمَا just as يَعْرِفُونَ they recognize أَبْنَاءَهُمْ their sons their children الَّذِينَ those who خَسِرُوا they lost أَنفُسَهُمْ themselves فَهُمْ so they لَا not يُؤْمِنُونَ they will believe the Yahud and the Nasara the Ahlul Kitab they were the ones who were given the book الَّذِينَ آتَيْنَاهُمُ الْكِتَابِ which book were they given? the Torah the Injil Allah says about these people that they يَعْرِفُونَهُ they recognize him meaning they recognize Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam to be what? to be a messenger they see him and they recognize him as the messenger of Allah how well do they recognize him? كَمَا just as يَعْرِفُونَ أَبْنَاءَهُمْ as well as they recognize their own children. How does a person recognize his own children? By the signs of his children. Like for example, a person knows that my child is exceptionally tall compared to the rest of the children in his class. Right? So what will happen? As soon as they will see the class, the tallest child, they know that that is their son. Correct? So, Ya'rifuna is from Ain Rafa and Irfan is to recognize someone by their signs. You know the distinct signs. So as soon as you see them, you recognize. And if you don't know the signs, then you can't recognize. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us about the people of the book that they recognize Muhammad wasallam to be the messenger of Allah just as someone recognizes their own children. Their own children. And we see that even a blind person can recognize his children. How? By their certain smell. Right? By their fragrance. Because of that bond, because of that relationship. Correct? If there's a blind mother and she's holding a baby, she knows whether that baby is hers or somebody else's. Why? Because that smell will tell her. Correct? That feel will tell her, this is my child or this is not my child. So in the same way, the people of the book, they know the Prophet ﷺ so well that they see him and they recognize him to be the messenger of Allah. Now the question is, how did they know about the signs of the Prophet ﷺ? Because the prophets before them informed them very clearly. Their scriptures had not just the name of the Prophet ﷺ, but where he would come from which land he would be in. His distinct signs, which is why we see that Salman al-Farisi, he recognized Muhammad as a messenger of Allah. Didn't he? He came and tested him. First of all, he came to that specific land because they knew which land he was going to come to. Likewise, he tested him. He brought something and he said, this is sadaqah, this is charity. The Prophet ﷺ didn't take anything from it. The next day, Salman al-Farisi came and he said, this is a gift. The Prophet ﷺ took it. 
So he knew that a prophet does not accept, this prophet is not going to accept charity, and he will accept a gift. So there were so many signs, not just about his name, about the place that he was going to be in, but his characteristics. Salman al-Farisi wanted to see the seal of the prophethood, which was a physical mark on the Prophet ﷺ's back. So he wanted to see that. And he was hovering around the Prophet ﷺ and he lowered his upper garment so that Salman al-Farisi could see it. So this is a clear proof. right? This is a clear proof. Abdullah bin Salam, he was a Jewish rabbi, a Jewish scholar of Medina. When he saw the Prophet ﷺ, he knew that this is not the face of a liar. This is not the face of a liar. This man is indeed a real prophet of Allah. So they knew the signs. Allah says they recognize him. Now the mushrikeen of Makkah, on the other hand, they doubted Muhammad ﷺ. Isn't it so? They didn't believe in him. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells them that look, those people who have been given the book, they recognize him very easily. Why? Because they're experts. They have knowledge. So when you do not have knowledge yourself, when you are not an expert yourself, then you should follow the advice of who? Of the experts, those who have knowledge. Correct? Like for example, if you have a piece of jewelry, you don't know whether it's gold or not, whether it's real gold or not. It's gold colored, but you don't know if it's actually gold. What do you do? You take it to who? A jeweler. And you ask them, is this gold or something else? Is this a real gem or is it something fake? He will see it and he will tell you, this is pure gold or this is fake. Many times people just have to see something. I saw somebody, they were wearing a watch. And they didn't know how much it was worth. So they went to this watch store and they said, do you know how much this watch would be worth? Because it was a gift basically. And they said, oh, this watch is is this much money. They saw it and instantly they said, this is how much it is worth. Why? Because they recognized it. They had the knowledge. They were experts. So the mushrikeen are being told, you don't know because you're not experts. You don't have the knowledge. But the people of the book on the other hand, those who were really true and sincere amongst them, Salman al-Farisi, Abdullah bin Salam, they recognize. So when you don't know yourself, follow the advice of who? The experts, the knowledgeable ones. But Allah says, الَّذِينَ خَسِرُوا أَنفُسَهُمْ Those who have lost themselves, فَهُمْ لَا يُؤْمِنُونَ They're not going to believe. Meaning those who don't believe right now, they're going to lose themselves in the hereafter. So if a person suffers punishment in the hereafter, it's because he has not believed. So we see that there are many people who know the evidences, who recognize the truthfulness in Muhammad ﷺ, but yet they don't believe. And therefore among the people of the book, as well as others. As we learned that the majority of the people of the book, they didn't believe in Muhammad ﷺ, just out of pure bias and jealousy. There was no other reason. So Allah says, الَّذِينَ خَسِرُوا أَنفُسَهُمْ فَهُمْ لَا يُؤْمِنُونَ Those who have lost themselves, they will never believe, no matter what evidence you present to them, no matter what proof you give to them. And such are the people who will lose themselves in the hereafter. And we see that when the people rejected Muhammad wasallam, did they cause any loss to him? No. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made him victorious. Who suffered loss at the end? It was Abu Jahl. It was Abu Lahab. Correct? It was all the enemies of Islam who suffered great loss. And this is just the dunya. Imagine the loss that awaits them in the hereafter. Woman, and who is? Azlamu, more unjust. Mimman. Then who? 
iftara he fabricated ala against allahi allah kadiban a lie aw or kadhaba he belied bi ayatihi with his verses his signs innahu indeed he la yuflihu he does not succeed awwalimun the wrongdoers here a question is being asked that who is the most unjust person azlamu who is the person who is most unjust mean there's no one who is greater than them in injustice what makes a person unjust the injustice that he's committing so in other words the question is that what is the greatest injustice who is the worst person who has committed the greatest injustice what's the response that there is none but the one who is mentioned over here he is the one who is most unjust and who is that man iftara ala allah kadiban aw kadhaba biayati the one who fabricates a lie about allah or kadhaba biayati denies his ayat what does it mean by this fabricating a lie about allah iftara from iftira faraya basically means to fabricate to make something up so the one who has made up a kadhib about allah what does it mean by that first of all this means that he claims that allah has sent revelation to him whereas in reality allah never sent that wahi to him because he's saying that what i'm saying is from who allah so he is fabricating a lie about allah something that he is saying of himself he's saying that allah has revealed it like for example there were people at the time of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam and there were some who came soon after his death who claimed to be prophets as well hmm? one of them he even tried to produce something like the quran for example we learn wifdatun and frog oh frog what are you how amazing are you hmm? you live in the water and you make such sounds and likewise about elephants in imitation of the quran trying to imitate the style of the quran but really being very pathetic about it like honestly if you read it it's almost funny it is very funny you're like even a child wouldn't say such things right so these are people who claimed that they were prophets who claimed that what they were saying was from who allah subhanahu wa ta'ala now this is fabricating a lie about allah This is saying that Allah revealed something, Allah said something, whereas in reality Allah did not say it. So what is this? Making up a lie, making up something false and ascribing it to Allah. Just like today many people they say, "Yeah, yeah, in the Quran this is what is mentioned." Many people say this so easily. Isn't this mentioned in the Quran? This is mentioned in the Quran. Nowhere in the Quran Is it said that women have to wear hijab? Have you heard the statement? I have heard the statement with my own ears, seen it with my own eyes. People saying this, amazing. They have not read the Quran yet; they say such statements. Hmm? So this is what fabricating lies about Allah, saying that Allah has sent wahi to someone, whereas in reality Allah never sent wahi. Likewise, this means that making up a false statement. and describing that to Allah. So for example, the person says, this is halal. Allah has said this is halal. It's okay for us to consume it. Whereas in reality, Allah has made it haram or vice versa. 
that a person says this is haram, whereas in reality Allah has said that it is halal. So this is all fabricating things in the religion, ascribing them to who? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Likewise, saying that Allah has a partner, that He has a child. Hmm? This is also a lie about Allah, because this is untrue. Allah does not have a partner, He does not have a child. And to say that He has a child, this is a lie about Allah. So a person who makes up such false things about Allah, ascribes them to Him, what do we learn? This is the greatest injustice. This is the greatest injustice. And what do we learn? That الظلم ظلمات يوم القيامة Injustice is going to be in the form of darkness on the Day of Judgment. So this is serious. This is very serious. Think about it. If someone were to say, you said something whereas you never said it, would you like that? Would you approve of it? No. You would make it clear to the people, I never said anything like that. People even go to the extent of suing others. Right? Filing a case against other people, that they are falsely accusing me of something which I never said. I mean, this is a serious matter. Even when it comes to worldly affairs. When it comes to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this is a far more serious matter. This is why it's the height of injustice. The second thing that's mentioned over here, كَذَّبَ بِآيَاتِ Denies his ayat. Which ayat? Ayat as you know are kawni and shari. Kawni like for example the sun, the moon, the stars, the earth, the sky. So denying these ayat of Allah, what does it mean? For example a person says, there is no God, there is no creator. Allah didn't create this. Allah didn't create the sky and the earth. It's not possible. Allah didn't make this. Allah didn't give this to us. We did it ourselves. This is what? Denying Allah's kawni ayat. Are there people who deny Allah's kawni ayat? Of course, many. Allah's shari ayat. The miracles or the verses that He has revealed. For example, the Qur'an. If a person denies the Qur'an, this is what? Rejecting the ayat of Allah. If a person denies the sunnah, even that is rejecting the ayat of Allah. Because the Prophet ﷺ, what he did, what he practiced, what he said, was not out of his own desire, own whims. It was all according to the instructions of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, denying kawni ayat, shari ayat, great injustice. Allah says, إِنَّهُ لَا يُفْلِحُ الظَّالِمُونَ Indeed, the wrongdoers, they can never be successful. Who are the wrongdoers? What's zulm over here? Ascribing false things to Allah. Denying His ayat. So Allah says, ultimately such people will never be successful. Until when? Until they stop what they are doing. And make up for the wrong that they have committed. So what do we learn from this ayah? What's the lesson for us? What's the lesson for us? What can you take from this ayah for yourself? Alhamdulillah, Allah has given you tawfiq to believe in Allah's kawni ayat, shari ayat. Alhamdulillah, none of us will ever claim, inshallah, that Allah revealed this to me, I'm a prophet, or whatever. Inshallah, may Allah protect us. But what's of relevance to us? That we don't say anything in the deen, about the deen, without knowledge. If you know, then speak. And if you don't know, say, I don't know. Don't invent things. Don't make up things. Don't be hasty to speak. Don't be hasty to say halal, haram, hmm? permissible, not permissible. Don't be hasty in saying this is in the Quran. 
this is in the sunnah. Okay? Don't be hasty in saying such statements because many times it happens that we have heard something and we believe it to be true and we think it's in the Qur'an so we say it's in the Qur'an and we say it so definitely. If you're unsure, say that you're unsure. Okay? Don't make things up ever when it comes to the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَيَوْمَ And on day, نَحْشُرُهُمْ We shall gather them, جَمِيعًا All together. ثُمَّ then نَقُولُ We will say, لِلَّذِينَ To those who أَشْرَكُوا They associated partners. أَيْنَ Where? شُرَكَاؤُكُمْ Your partners. الَّذِينَ Those who كُنْتُمْ You were. تَزْعُمُونَ You used to claim. The day of judgment is being mentioned. That on the day of judgment, when we will gather all of them, نَحْشُرُهُمْ جَمِيعًا حَاشِينُ We will gather all of them. Who does them refer to? All the people. All the people. All of us here. And everyone. From Adam salam to the last child to be born. All people. Believers and unbelievers. Righteous and sinful. People with taqwa and people without taqwa. All types of people, every single human being, gathered together. And imagine, in front of everybody, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will say, ثُمَّ نَقُولُ لِلَّذِينَ أَشْرَكُوا Allah will ask the people who did shirk, أَيْنَ شُرَكَاءُكُمْ Where are your shuraka? Plural of shariq, shin rakaf. Shariq is who? Someone who has been made a partner of Allah. So shuraka, those whom... People associated with Allah. Those whom people worshipped besides Allah. Those whom people thought they were also gods. So they made dua to them. They sacrificed for their sake. They asked them for help in times of difficulty. These are all what? Shuraka. And there are different types of mushrikeen, right? Some people worship the sun. Other people worship animals. Some people worship people. Right? Some worship angels, some worship jinn, some worship things that they have imagined. So there are different things that people worship. All of them are what? Shuraka. So Allah will ask the polytheists in rebuke on the Day of Judgment, where are all of your partners? Where are all of these beings that you worship besides Allah? الَّذِينَ كُنْتُمْ تَزْعُمُونَ Those whom you used to claim. تَزْعُمُونَ from زَيْعِينَ مِيم زَعْم And زَعْم is to make a claim which has no basis to it. So a false claim. It's not proven, it's not established, it's not accurate, it's not true. You're just assuming. This is what zarm is. Like for example, a person says, you know, asserts that they will definitely take the first position, okay, in their class. What evidence do they have? What proof do they have that this will definitely happen? This is a zarm. This is just a false claim. How do you know? So, الَّذِينَ كُنْتُمْ تَزْعُمُونَ Those whom you claimed were partners of Allah without any proof. You just made it up. Where are they today? Because many people believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And at the same time, they worship others as well. Why do they worship others? Why do they ask them for help? Why do they sacrifice for them? Why do they make them happy? In hope that on the Day of Judgment, they will help us. In hope that on the day of judgment, they will intercede for us. And because of them, we will go to paradise. Take the example of Christians. For instance, they believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but also in Christ. 
right? That you believe in Jesus, the fact that He died for your sins on the cross, and you will go to paradise. The mushrikeen of Makkah also believed in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but at the same time they worshipped idols, thinking that on the day of judgment they will help us. They are a means, okay, of drawing us closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And they cite examples like, you know, if there is a king, then you can't just approach him yourself. You have to approach the king through somebody. So we are so ordinary. If we make dua, we are not going to be heard. We have to ask someone else to make dua for us. So this is why we request the pious people who died before us, that you ask Allah for this favor for us. Have you heard of these things? Very common, even amongst Muslims. So all such people, Allah will ask them, أَيْنَ شُرَكَاءُكُمْ Where are all those beings whom you worship besides Allah, الَّذِينَ كُنْتُمْ تَزْعُمُونَ Which you used to assert. But the reality is that they won't be there. Because in Surah Ghafir, Ayah 73-74, we learn, ثُمَّ قِيلَ لَهُمْ أَيْنَ مَا كُنْتُمْ تُشْرِكُونَ It will be said to them, where is that which you used to associate with Allah? مِن دُونِ اللَّهِ Besides Allah, قَالُوا They will say, ضَلُّوا عَنَّا They are lost from us. We can't find them. They've disappeared. We don't know where they are. They'll be looking for them, but they won't be able to find them. Now just imagine, if you have trusted someone with something, and you expect them to show up somewhere to help you, And at the time when you need them, they're nowhere to be found. In the dunya, if you're betrayed by someone, hmm, in this way, there's still hopefully another chance inshallah. Life is not over. Right? You can still have more chances. But imagine on the day of judgment, after which there are no chances for a person. He's been relying on idols, he's been relying on others besides Allah. And on the day of judgment, they don't show up. Or they don't help him. Like we learned at the end of Surah Al-Ma'idah, Isa salam will not even intercede for the people who worshipped him. What will he say? Oh Allah, if you punish them, they're your servants. Meaning you have the full right, full authority to punish them. And if you forgive them, then you are Aziz. Right? You are all capable of punishing them. Meaning no one is forcing you to forgive them. So anyway, we learned that Every being that is relied upon besides Allah in reality is what? Unreliable. Anyone whom you trust, you place your confidence in, you count on them, they will disappoint you. Sometimes in this dunya, and for sure in the hereafter. The people who are closest to us, don't we count on them? Your mother, your father. Your children. But what do we learn? يَوْمَ يَفِرُّ الْمَرْءُ مِنْ أَخِيهِ وَأُمِّهِ وَأَبِيهِ وَصَاحِبَتِهِ وَبَنِيهِ The day when a person will run, run away from his brother, from his mother, from his father, from his friend, from his wife, from his children. He will run, avoid even looking at people. Because nobody is going to want to help another on that day. Allah will ask, أَيْنَ شُرَكَاءُكُمُ الَّذِينَ كُنْتُمْ تَزْعُمُونَ So what is necessary then? That we make Allah happy. We rely on Him. If we rely on Him now, then only we can rely on Him in the hereafter. If we have proven our friendship with Him, 
in this dunya, our confidence in Him, our trust in Him, our hope in Him, then it will come true in the hereafter. ثُمَّ then لَمْ تَكُنْ It will not be fitnatuhum their trial illa except anqalu that they said wallahi by allah rabbina our lord ma kunna mushrikeen we were not mushrikeen we were not of those who associated others with allah we were not polytheists allah says thumma lam takun fitnatuhum then there will be no fitna except that they will say we never did shirk what is fitna trial test right When somebody asks you a question, is that not a test in itself? Isn't it? This is why a test contains what? A whole lot of questions. Alright? So, this question that they will be asked, where are your shuraka? This itself is a fitna. So at the face of this great trial, this great affliction, what will they say? A lie. Because when you're asked a difficult question and you don't want to answer it or you don't know how to answer it, then what do you do? You make things up. And sometimes people make false excuses. Like for example, your mom asks you, did you do this? You were supposed to do it and you didn't do it. So she asks you, did you do this? So you don't say no. What do you say? A whole list of excuses. You make up a whole story and you start talking about something else. So just like that, ثُمَّ لَمْ تَكُنْ فِتْنَتُهُمْ Then there will be no fitna, meaning no test, no trial, meaning no response to this question, except that they will say, وَاللَّهِ رَبِّنَا مَا كُنَّا مُشْرِكِينَ By Allah, our Lord, we never did shirk. Meaning they will lie before Allah. They will lie to Allah, we never did shirk. And this response itself will bring fitna to them. Meaning it will bring punishment to them. Imagine a person is telling a lie to who? Allah. And he says, Allah, I never did shirk. Who is he trying to fool? When a person lies, he's trying to fool the other, right? Can such a person fool Allah on the day of judgment? He cannot. So when he's lying, such a blatant lie, such a clear lie, there's evidences that prove that he did shirk. And he says, Allah, I never did shirk. Why is he saying that? To get away from the punishment. That somehow he will be saved. Somehow he will be forgiven. This is just like there is a criminal. There's every evidence that proves that he is guilty. And in the court, what does he say? What does he say? I am innocent. Who believes him? Nobody believes him. Nobody at all believes him. There are so many cases that we hear about. This person kidnapped these many girls and this person killed so many people. And at the end, what do they say? I maintain my innocence. So many people say that. It's almost funny. that What are you talking about? Why? What gives them the confidence to lie even in that position? Because when a person is used to lying all the time, then they lie to their parents, they lie in the court, they lie to their wife, they lie to their children, they lie to their priest, they lie to their imam, and then when they go before Allah, they will lie over there as well. In the hadith, what do we learn? That stay away from lying, because lying leads to sin. And a person keeps lying until he is written before Allah as a 
liar. And ultimately it takes him where? To the hellfire. So imagine these people, they will lie before Allah. Wallahi rabbina ma kunna mushrikeen. We never did shirk. Whereas they definitely did shirk. But they will lie to get away from the punishment. Allah says, Unzur, look, kaifa, how, kadabu. They are lying ala anfusihim against themselves. Look at these people. Look at how they are lying against themselves. The reality is clear. It's known they did shirk. But yet they will say, we never did shirk. Wadalla, and it will be lost on whom from them. Ma that which kanu they used to, yaftarun, they fabricate. Whatever they fabricated, whatever things that they had imagined, they had made up, it will be lost from them. Meaning nothing at all will help them then. Because people have made up amazing ideas that, you know, you sacrifice for this and the saint, and what will happen on the Day of Judgment, they will come, and they will have a robe, and they will let you hold on to the corner of their robe, and you will hold on to it with all your, you know, might. And what will happen? As they will cross the bridge, you will also cross because you're holding on to their robe. And as they enter paradise, you will enter behind them. Yaftarun. Things that people have invented, it will be lost. Nothing at all is going to help them. In Surah Ghafir, Ayah 73, we learn, ثُمَّ قِيلَ لَهُمْ أَيْنَ مَا كُنْتُمْ تُشْرِكُونَ مِن دُونِ اللَّهِ قَالُوا ضَلُّوا عَنَّا بَلْ لَمْ نَكُنْ نَدْعُوا مِنْ قَبْلُ شَيْئًا كَذَلِكَ يُضِلُّ اللَّهُ الْكَافِرِينَ It will be said to them, where is that which you used to associate other than Allah? They will say, they have departed from us. Rather, we did not used to worship previously anything. Thus does Allah put astray the disbelievers. Now the day of judgment, the length of it is, how long? How long is it? 50,000 years. Right? And the hisab, the questioning will not begin immediately. It will begin after some time. And during this time, the mushrikeen will be asked at various points, at various occasions. Where are your idols? Where are those whom you depended on? Where are those whom you served all your lives? Where are they? Once they will say, we never did shirk. At another point they will say, we don't know, we cannot find them. They will keep changing their statements because they will hope that somehow they will get away from the punishment. Let's listen to the recitation. الذين آتيناهم الكتاب يعرفونه كما يعرفون أبناءهم الذين خسروا أنفسهم فهم لا يؤمنون ومن أظلم من من افترى على الله كذبا أو كذب بآياته إِنَّهُ لَا يُفْلِحُ الظَّالِمُونَ وَيَوْمَ نَحْشُرُهُمْ جَمِيعًا ثُمَّ نَقُولُ لِلَّذِينَ أَشْرَكُوا ثُمَّ نَقُولُ لِلَّذِينَ أَشْرَكُوا أَيْنَ شُرَكَاؤُكُمُ الَّذِينَ كُنْتُمْ تَزْعُمُونَ ثُمَّ لَمْ تَكُنْ فِتْنَتُهُمْ إِلَّا أَنْ قَالُوا وَاللَّهِ رَبِّنَا مَا كُنَّا مُشْرِكِينَ انظر كيف 